let me tell you something about your grandparents. Now, if someone would open a conversation with us that started with that, we would be pretty hopeful that they were about to follow with something positive. And I'm sure for everybody over here, that would have to be the case because there is absolutely nothing negative that anybody could muster up on any of your grandparents. But listen to how the king of Khazar, the king of Khazaria, addresses the sage, the Jewish sage in the book Khuzari, when he challenges him about your Jewish grandparents, and actually it's all of your Jewish grandparents too, and the sin of the golden calf. And as the king puts it, or let's paraphrase the king, what's up with your grandparents? How is it that they could have gone from clear recognition of God through plague after plague in Egypt and splitting of the sea and yet fallen so fast and so far right after the incredible Sinai experience to fall and fail with the golden calf? And, in fact, as the king is really challenging, doesn't this prove that they weren't really particularly worthy for getting the Torah? And how can we begin to understand this combination of God giving them his Torah if they were so capable of such radical failure? I'm going to paraphrase the response of the sage in the book Kuzari and try to give some perspective over here. Because after all, these are our grandparents too. How can we understand what happened over here at the Golden Calf? And let's make the question stronger. If you were conniving, conspiring to try to overturn the current system, you're there in the desert, and you're trying to undo this system wherein you have allegiance to this one God, Moshe's gone. Who is the last person in the camp of Israel to whom you are going to turn with your revolution plans. You're going to go to Aaron, Aaron, Moshe's brother, the, in a sense, second in this hierarchy of relationship with that one God of Israel, when you are planning to shift into some type of pagan practice and ask for his involvement. And to make the general question tougher, How are you going to stand there, toss some gold into a fire, and while being surrounded by the clouds of glory that were provided by the singular God of Israel, and after having eaten breakfast, lunch, and supper of man, of manna from heaven provided by the singular God of Israel, how are you going to prepare a brand new form of a calf and declare, Ela Elohecha Yisrael, This is the God of Israel who took us out of the land of Egypt. Hmm. Don't remember saying this thing when we left Egypt several weeks ago. What were they thinking? The sage with whom the king of Hazar was having this dialogue responded with the following. What does the text reveal about their timing and motivation for this golden calf project? Well, this section was introduced by the fact that the nation saw that Kiboshesh, that Moshe was delayed in coming back. They had miscalculated, expected him back, they were off by a day, and because Moshe is not there, they need a replacement for for God or for Moshe. They were seeking a replacement for Moshe. Moshe was the conduit 
bringing God's word to them, bringing their prayers to God. Moshe was that bridge between Israel and God, and they needed a replacement bridge, a, a replacement conduit of that interaction with the divine. They were wrong in their methodology. They were wrong in the whole manner and approach which they took into this process. And ultimately, they are punished. Ultimately, is deemed in a realm of idolatry for it's not our job to determine how to develop our relationship with God. It's not our job to determine how God is going to relate to us. It's our job to turn to God to find out how He wants that relationship. When we, on our own, develop some type of a mechanism, when we decide we'll worship God our way, well, that's ultimately kind of worshiping ourselves. And when we try to dictate the system by which God's going to interface with us, well, that's almost as if we're trying to create our own filtering system to dictate how He's going to provide us what messages and what information. That's not our role to play, and that's wrong, and that was a deviation, and they are punished very, very severely. But, putting in perspective, the sage describes that A, the degree of failure here was far less radical than some type of a ridiculous ignorance of the fact that God had taken them out of Israel and that God was currently protecting them in that very moment. And, B, it was actually a very small subset of Israel involved. Not for right now, but if you basically, very quickly, look at the fact that 3,000 people are put to death with others dying in the plague, but a total, probably, of just several thousand out of a population of 3 to 4 million, we're dealing with what was probably in the range of 0.2 or 0.3 or maybe 0.5% of the entire population who are ultimately liable for this crime. But that aside for right now, the failure is a failure, but has to be put into context. But the takeaway for us, what could be a real kind of talkless take-home message, is that this was a failure of recognizing that we have a relationship with God, that God is not going to abandon us. And Moshe is missing, there has to be some way to connect, and we have the capacity to connect very tightly and very intimately, and we don't need to create some type of a go-between and some type of an intermediary. God wants to relate to us very directly, and it's not for us to create something reflective of a pagan image or something reflective of a zodiacal sign or some other type of an intermediary, because God wants a very intimate relationship with us, and He provides the capacity for a very intimate relationship with us. Interestingly, the women who wanted no part in the sin of the golden calf are given a greater right of celebration on the Rosh Chodesh holiday, the beginning of each Jewish month, which is a status of a minor holiday. Rosh Chodesh celebrating our connection with a lunar cycle rather than the sun and the stars and the stellar system, which is all associated with the zodiacal system, the lunar cycle and Rosh Chodesh reflective of that indicate, remind us of the very direct relationship we have with God, not having to go through any type of a stellar zodiacal system. We guys blew it big time with the golden calf and don't deserve Rosh Chodesh to the same degree that all of you women do. That itself should remind us, as we hit Rosh Chodesh each month, and as we reflect on the golden calf in this parsha or in any other context when we talk about it, that we have the capacity as a nation to have a very tight, 
intimate relationship with God. And as vast and great as He is, and as small as we may be, God allows for and encourages a constant, intense relationship. So if anybody asks about our great-grandparents, they ultimately were incredible people with incredible potential, a subset of whom made an incredibly bad mistake. But that mistake is reflective of the fact that we all have an incredible capacity for closeness with God. So let's take advantage of that, kind of trigger that God connect the godliness inside of all of ourselves and bring all of our grandparents lots and lots of nachas. Have a great night.